Welcome to the Women Faith Plus Business Podcast. I'm your host, Nadine Mullings. I'm an author, speaker, and marketing mentor. And I believe in the importance of women of faith in business stepping up and shining in their lane so they can make the impact, influence, and income they were born to make. Join me to hear the stories of powerful women of faith who are using their purpose-driven businesses to make a difference in the world. Hello, and I am so super excited to start this episode of the Women Faith Plus Business Podcast. I have Ebony L. Trust with us. She is a wife, a mom, a sister friend, and a full-time entrepreneur. She gets her jollies from seeing you grow in God and in your relationship with God. She's known as the mentor to believers in business. Ebony is committed to using her gifts to help you to see who you be and what that means for the marketplace. She is the leader of the Savedpreneur Society, a group of women believers in business who have chosen to partner with God and be Holy Spirit led in their entrepreneurial pursuits and an equipper of people. It is through her prophetic business intensives and unbecoming the business detox that she leads business owners towards understanding how to live B-I-G, big, inside of the picture God sees for them. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Love that intro, Ebony. Now, is there anything you would like to add to your intro to share with the audience today? Child, that was a mouthful. I think that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, I love that. And I love that you have big inside of the picture God sees for them. So I am going to ask you about the acronym as we go, because we know we love acronyms. As entrepreneurs and business owners, it's all about those acronyms, alliterations, and analogies, right? Yeah, come on. That'll preach right there. Yes. Yes, ma'am. We always have some kind of acronym we want to share with the people or some type of alliteration and analogy. So I appreciate that. So let's get started with the very beginning. I always love to ask people as entrepreneurs and business owners, what made you take the leap of faith to actually start your business? Because this is a leap. Starting your business is a leap of faith and trusting in the process. So I'd love to hear your story, Ebony, and what made you take the leap to actually start your business? Well, absolutely. I will get to that. But first, I want to say thank you, oh, Nadine, for inviting me. Thank you. I'm, I'm honored to be here and I'm super excited. So thank Yay. you so much for, for inviting me. I appreciate that. So um, I have since I was six years old, have always had some kind of business. I mm. don't, all I can say is that it was a part of my spiritual DNA because I didn't have an example growing up. Like my mom so Amway for a little while, but besides that, like nobody in my family had a business, owned a business, you know, kind of thing. And so I can only attribute it to um, the spirit of God. That's mm. it. So, and to now I've always had a business, but I also ran the business or had a business alongside being a full-time, like working nine to five. So mm-hmm. what they call, um, a parallelpreneur. Mm-hmm. So I was a parallelpreneur for a very long time. Um, in terms of this industry, coaching, speaking, that kind of thing. Um, I did, par- I was a parallelpreneur for about six years, mm-hmm. actually. 
and then um, launched out into the deep, tried it three times on my own and uh, didn't quite work out. But then when God gave me the go, it, it has been smooth sailing. Well, I won't say smooth. It's been walking by grace. Because it hadn't been smooth. Yeah. Yeah. Been walking by grace with God full time. Um, That fourth time was the charm. So um, it has been the call of God on my life. Really that it was God's okay. Um, Like I said, I had been praying about leaving teaching. I taught in an elementary school classroom. And even though I know that I'm anointed to teach, it's, you know, after a while, it's like, oh, other folks' children, you know, it's kind of like, oh my gosh, you know. And then God gave me the go um, May of that year. And after all that time, I'm like, God, are you sure? Are you sure, God? Now all of a sudden, are you sure, God, right after all this time? And so mm-hmm. I went back to the classroom that fall, and there was no grace on that school year. Mm. Like, I thought I was going to choke my students, and I thought they were going to choke me. It was crazy. Like, there was no grace on it. And so I had to repent and just say, all right, God, like, I know you gave me a go. I'm taking it this time. And so that following May, I was like, I'm done. And here yeah. we are. Yeah, so many golden nuggets in that story. I love that you started off by saying it was in my spiritual DNA. You know, it was in my, I never really had an example of what it looked like. My mom may have dabbled in Amway and done things like that, but I didn't have a true successful example of it. And I know that it's a calling for me and it's in my spiritual DNA to be an entrepreneur and business owner. But sometimes even though it's in your spiritual DNA, it's a journey. It takes a minute to take that full leap into having your own thing and doing your own thing. So you had that parallel entrepreneurship for a while, you know, working in education and doing your business on the side and having to do it a parallel beside each other. You know, you had that as a part of your journey, but then there was a period where there was no grace. There was no grace on what you were doing and you realized, you know, God was kind of pushing you to take that leap of faith and do what you needed to do to take things to the next level. And I love how you talked about um, launching out. It always reminds me of Peter. You know, to me, that's one of the best examples in the Bible of entrepreneurship. Like you can be out there launching out and doing all you can on your own, but until you have what your words were, until you had your goals or something set by God, that's when you see the results. So you can be doing it on your own energy and effort, fishing all night like Peter and get nothing until you get specific instruction and direction and goals from God. That's when you see abundance. But as you mentioned, the wrong side of the boat. Exactly. Exactly. You're on the wrong side of the boat. But as you mentioned, it's not an easy journey. There's so many ups and downs. So that leads me to, um, you know, since you started your own business full time and you've been doing it for yourself, you know, what have, what has been some of those major ups and downs and pivots and changes that you've had in your business um, to the business that it is today? That's an excellent question. And okay, so when God first called me to this industry back in 2013, um, I, I honestly, Nadine, did not realize that coaching was a thing outside of sports. I mm. thought that's what coaching was. True. You know, I had no idea about life coaching or been like any of that. I'm just like, if I can't throw a ball, I'm, you know, hey. But there again, who, and I'm not sure if we'll get to this, so I may be getting ahead of myself, but who you be 
is always there. Uh-huh. It's always, it's always right now. Uh-huh. And so who I be is an equipper of people. Uh-huh. And so my whole life in some capacity, I have always equipped people. So when God called me to this industry, I'm like, God, what, what do you mean? Like what? And God had to show me, okay, like you've been doing this anyway. Uh-huh. I literally had been coaching women, life coach, been coaching, uh, uh, coaching for like 10 years prior to like since 03. Mm. It was crazy. I'm like, so I've been doing it for free all this time. Hold up. Like, wait a minute. Wait, folks getting paid. Oh, wait. Okay. Thank you, Lord. But at the same time, I did not have a revelation of God, the entrepreneur. Mm. I thought that God, my walk with God, my conversation with God was supposed to be separate from my business. Mm-hmm. Right. And so when I launched out, even though God called me, I didn't go back to God for the instructions. Mm. I went to the marketplace for the instructions. Mm. Yes. And so I went to the gurus, the coaches, the experts, the YouTubes, the free mm. the downloads, the all that stuff to find out what their template was. Uh, because you know, of course, Nadine, when you want to be successful at something, you're supposed to go out. And yeah. find somebody who's doing what you're doing, right? Aren't we always told that? Go out and find somebody who's doing what you're doing and doing it uh, successfully and just copy them. Basically, mm-hmm. add your personality stamp on there, add your flavor to it, boom, instant business. And so for about five, five and a half years, I was in a coma. Mm. I call it being comatose because I... Uh, became incredibly expert led. I became incredibly money led. I became incredibly head led. Mm. And so I created this resume that was successful. I was mm. successful mm. by the world standards, you know, the whole 10K month. I, I did all of that. I did all of that. But it's possible to be a success at something that God did not call you to do. Ain't that the truth? And that was my story. So when God tapped me on my shoulder in 2018, like, hey, (laughs) no, here's what we doing. Right. And he, he, he lovingly gave me the opportunity to invite me to partner with him Mm. in the marketplace. I had to get a whole revelation around God, the entrepreneur, and the fact that God is responsible for business. Like he started the whole concept, all of it. Like we yeah. talked before about Holy Spirit is like the greatest marketer ever. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, so I had to, I had to wrap my mind around that. So, so post that conversation with God, the biggest thing for me has been to change my default setting. Mm. default setting is to do what I know to do what Mm. I've been trained to do I mean I went to the events I hired the coaches I got notebooks and binders and you know all kind of stuff so um even right now today my my goal and my focus is to allow God to continue to um dismantle basically that default setting and 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 help me to continue along the same lines of all right father my default is to see what you're saying what's your heart for this is this something for me like anything that comes across my desk my email including clients father is this person who you have called me to equip because if it's not i want to be able to point them in the right direction so that has been the biggest thing everything else that could be 
considered as a setback or an issue or whatever springboards off of that changing that default setting and knowing that it's not the world it doesn't come from the world heaven has a blueprint for our business god has a vision for our business based on who we are not who we are based on who we be mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So many awesome nuggets in that. I love changing our default setting because that is so true. As business owners and entrepreneurs, we're kind of default to set to look for the guru, look for the expert, look for the marketplace blueprint. But God is the one that called us to this marketplace. So how are we looking to the experts and the gurus and everyone else, but not the person who called us into the marketplace? So to actually shift from that default setting of what society says, what we need to be doing, and realize that God has given us this business and he is the one that will instruct us on what we need to do in our business and I love that you said from simple things as am I supposed to work with this client not all money is good money right (laughs) not all opportunity is good opportunity yeah in fact I realized there's a difference between good ideas or good opportunities and God's ideas and God you better preach it yeah yeah so God ideas is in alignment with your assignment it's always in alignment with your assignment but good is it will look like a good opportunity it will look like a good idea it looks good to the world it looks good to society but it's not in alignment with your assignment so you're not going to be successful so i love how you talked about always going back to god and checking in is this client for me is this opportunity for me if not release it from the atmosphere and show me what needs to be showing up for me so that's awesome i love how you shared that So it's one thing to be led by God in our businesses, but it's another thing to actually be vocal on our business platforms. So actually, you know, speaking on our business platforms about our faith and our faith being so core on a business platform um, is something that, you know, a lot of people don't necessarily do. We always hear, like you said in the beginning, you kind of separate the two. So I'd love to hear how you decided that you really wanted to be vocal on your business platform about faith? That is an excellent question. Um, I I actually, I can honestly say that from the very beginning, like it was never a secret um, Mm -hmm. to my audience that I love God. I attribute um, everything to God. The difference for me which allowed me to, I guess, be more uh, like quote unquote vocal is when I stopped doing business in spite of God mm. and doing business for God. You know, I'm just mm. running for the Lord. I'm running for the Lord, right? So, so um, for example, I would pray for my business, mm-hmm. but not about my business. Mm-hmm. So what does it? All right, so just practically, what does it look like? Okay, so I would put together a whole program. Right. Have not prayed it through, have not talked to God about it. Mm. But I did all the other things, right? Mm. So I did my research and I talked to the people and I did my uh, my beta, t- all that stuff, right? And then I will put it all together. Okay, God, bless it. Bless it now, right? right. Here, take this thing and bless it. This right. thing that you had nothing to do with Right. But still, right? Take it and bless it, Father. Right? Right. And sometimes, most times, it would work. Mm. 
sometimes it wouldn't, right? It would just kind of fall flat. Mm-hmm. That would happen, like be touch and go, but that would that type of thing would happen all throughout my business. Right. I would have discovery sessions with a, a potential client. I would get red flags like Holy Spirit saying, no, no, <laughs> no. Right. And I'm like, shoes, hey, this program is five thousand. She finna pay me in full. I'm finna beat that's just, that's the devil. Get thee behind me, Satan. No, because the Lord wants me to prosper, right? Right. And, you know, stuff like that. And so that 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 was doing business in spite of God, right? In spite of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when I made the decision to partner with him, now he is my business partner. So there is no way that I can run my business without talking about my partner. I have to. Not only do I talk with him, but I have to talk about him. Right. Because in order to convey what we're doing, I have to say we, well, who's the we? Me and God. Right. Right. Not, and God is not a silent partner. And he has no <laughs> I was just going to ask you that. So yeah. he's not a silent partner. No, he's business. not a silent partner. He's not just the investor. No, he is. He's invested, but fully invested in me and my assignment because it is advancing the kingdom. And so I can't have a conversation with anybody unless I mention my business partner. And, and, and just if that was like, if you and I, we're business partners. It will be no less like it's the same thing. It's the same thing. If I'm talking about what we put together, I gotta say Nadine and I. I can't just say me because that's just throwing you under the bus. It's no different with God. If I'm partnered with Him, I'm going to talk about Him, talk with Him and about Him. And that talking with him leads to how I talk about him and that talking about him causes other people, a believer or not, to become interested. Like it perks up their ears to, to catch that same revelation that God is into business, that he is a marketer, that God is an entrepreneur because so many believers have that dichotomy because of no revelation. Like, but there is no dichotomy in God. So how, how he's not talking to us in, in buckets. Our life is our life and that's it. And everything about our life, he wants to be involved in. Not yeah, I love that. Here, but business is over here, you know, but that's a whole other thing. Cause that's the whole money <laughs> stuff right there. Like that's a, oh my God. Yeah. I love that. I think the key thing is doing business in spite of versus partnership. And in partnership, you're dealing with not a silent partner, but a very vocal partner in your business. So it's obvious that a vocal partner in your business is going to be on your platform and you're going to speak about it on your platform. And when you say we, you're going to refer to who that we is. And it's so important that it shows up that way. So that's awesome. I love how you talk about that. Now, one of the things I love to learn about on the podcast is people's faith journey. You know, how you actually became a believer and had a relationship with Jesus. Christ. So I'd love for you to share with the audience, what was your faith journey like? How did you become a believer and have a relationship with Jesus Christ? Okay. So I, growing up in Detroit, we lived with my, my great, I was like my, my grandma uh, because she raised my mom. And so 
there was actually a little church that was right across the street from her house. And so every Sunday, it was like this whole thing. Like she would turn on the church music on the radio. And we all knew it was Sunday. She'd make a big breakfast. And then she would send my brother and I across the street to the church. She didn't go, but she would send us across the street to the church. So that's how I kind of like got my my first, I guess, quote unquote, taste. And then as I got older, my mom, um, we she gave her life to Christ. And then she started attending a, a various churches. We settled at Word of Faith Christian Center in, well, it's in Southfield, Michigan now, but at the time it was in Detroit, Michigan. Um, and during an altar call, I was like 11 years old. Um, I accepted Christ as Lord and Savior. Then walking with God, get older, you know, teenage years, start smelling yourself, all that good stuff. And so um, by the time I left for college, I was just kind of, I had started going to the club. I was cussing. I, I didn't drink, smoke, you know, all, all the quote unquote big sins. Um, but I, I, it, it was not obvious to people that I was a believer, somebody who loved God. So I, I come down to Alabama for college, I, and I was a sophomore. And again, you know, still clubbing, still hanging out, doing the thing. One night, I get a phone call in my dorm room about one of my friends. She had been visiting her boyfriend off campus, and she was driving back to campus. It had been raining. She um, hydroplaned, ran into a tree, and was killed instantly. And when I got the phone call, yeah, when I got the phone call, I mean, she was like 20. Very sad. Um, I was very sad. But when I hung the phone up, it was as if this almost tangible darkness just kind of settled in my, like, almost like a blanket, just kind of just settled, just heavy. And it almost like took my breath. And I knew that it was more than just sadness. I mean, it was, it was just, it was, oh, like I just darkness. And I just got the sense that like she, like a scripture says, um, she looked it up, her eyes in hell. Like she did not know Jesus. And it was just like, I was, I was feeling that, that the, I I can't describe it, Nadine. I mean, but it was it was just dark and heavy and just oh, that separation from God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. That separation from God. And I got out my bed and I got on my knees and I was like, God, listen. I was like, I don't, I don't even know what, uh, what I'm supposed to say right now. It's too much stuff to repent for. Just clean the whole slate and let me just start over. And in in my dorm room that day, I rededicated my life, as they say, and it has been uphill from there because yeah. that was, it was, that was deep. That was yeah. deep. That was obviously a pivotal moment for you. Uh, you know, it was almost like you were on a play play journey. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm in this thing, but I'm doing my own thing. Uh -huh. But that moment 
when you realize how serious it was and how life can be taken in, in a moment and not having that relationship, how deep that could be, you yeah. know, that made you shift. And that was like a pivotal moment in your life. So yeah, yeah, I definitely agree that, you know, even when you grow up in the faith, you know, I have a very similar story to you where my mom sent us to church, but she wasn't yeah. necessarily going herself initially, but she came to the faith herself. But, yeah. you know, we still have a journey after we accept Jesus yeah. Christ and we get baptized. It's still a journey. It's not, yeah. you know, the, the end It's the beginning once mm-hmm. you accept it and you can, you know, start doing stuff that's not necessarily in alignment with your relationship with, with Jesus Christ. So that pivotal moment was like, Hey, I'm not playing around. This is serious. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and from there, you know, you continued on that serious path. So I love that. So we've talked a lot about business. And one of the things that I mentioned in your intro that I want to make sure we cover so I don't forget is your acronym BIG. Um, So you said that you lead business owners towards understanding how to live BIG. B-I-G is B-I-G is an acronym inside of the picture God sees for them. So tell us a little bit about your acronym and what that means. Woo! Thank you for asking that question. Okay, so talked a little bit earlier about who you be and I believe that God gave that to me that way because B, the, I promise you, it's not bad English. I mean, it is, but it's not. So, <laughs> so the word B denotes present tense continual, present tense progressive, right? And so when we understand who we be, it's different from saying who I am or who you are because when we declare who we are, that gives us the option to one day declare that we are not that thing, right? And we see that in all different capacities all through our society right now, right? So I can say, you know, well, I am called by God and then something can happen. Well, I guess I'm not called by God, <laughs> right? Maybe right? <laughs> right, maybe not. That, that, that gives me that out, right? That gives me that option. But when I say who I be, I've always been, I'm that right now, in 10 minutes I'll still be. And the only way to not be is to not be, is to Mm. go home and be with the Lord, Mm. as they say, right? Mm. I have no out, there's no option, right? So, So God calls us from the womb. We see that from scripture. He declares who we be from the womb. Now, once we come out of the womb, of course, the enemy is there. And as the old folks say, a lie don't care who tell it. So he's going to use whomever from the point of our origin to deliver lies to us that we most of the time, over time, on some level partner with. And so we move from being who we be to who we are. Now we have options. Well, God says I have victory, so I am victorious, but this situation right here does not feel like victory, so I must not be victorious. Well, scripture says that in Christ, like he always causes me to triumph. So I am triumphant, but this right here, I don't feel, so I always got that out. So, So God had to start talking to me about who I be, about the equipper that I am who he, how he sees me and who I be. So I had to move from becoming back to being that place. I love that. Yeah. Move from becoming to back to being. Yes. Yes. 
Yes, I had to move back to being. That process, that transition, uh, the great majority of that time was spent with God reminding me of all things he had already said, right? And I had to then make the decision to disagree and end my partnership with the lies that I had told myself, that others had told me, anything that's contrary to what God had said, and to agree with heaven about who I be. So I had to learn to live believing it's God. Big stands for believing it's God. When we leave the place of becoming and move back to the place of being, understanding who we are, I spent five and a half years comatose trying to become something in the marketplace. God told me, he said, listen, what did I say at the beginning? What was the message when you and I first started this thing? To, at first, for that hot second together, what was the message? I haven't changed my mind. I don't care what templates, blueprints, coaches, events, whatever you go to, it doesn't matter. What did I, what was the message I gave you in the beginning? So I had to stop becoming. And he showed me that from Tasha Glover, Take With Tasha. She has a, a, a quote where the Spirit of God showed her in her branding business. People are branding who they want to become instead of who I've called them to be. Mm, yeah. That quote, gosh, he said, Ab, this is what you did. You moved into a place of becoming. Now I got to move you back to the place of being. And so that transition looked like, uh, once again, Holy Spirit reminding me of who I be because I was, I was in the am phase. Uh-uh. Who you be? I be an equipper. I be a prophet to the marketplace. That's who I be. And so in order for God's kingdom to advance through me, I have to live big in that. And to do that, I have to believe that it's God. I have yeah, to. I love that. Yeah. Yes. Shifting yes. from becoming to being. Because yes. it really is who you are at your core. God created you before you were even in your mother's womb. Yes. So you were created at the core with a message and a purpose. So yes. being, being and believing it's God. Yes. Big. Believing yes. it's God. Love it, love it, love it. Yes. So many awesome nuggets. Y'all was like, you can preach, girl. Preach on, preach on. <laughs> so many awesome nuggets. Yes. <laughs> so one of the things I love to ask is actually, you know, because this podcast is all about women, faith, and business. So the key thing is, what would you say or how would you define the power of faith? Woo! It is the propeller the propeller on the ship. It is the helium in the balloon. It is the shoes for the journey. Like it is the core. It is the core. It is the foundation of everything because there are going to be some, anytime that, that we're walking with God, he, okay. So God lives outside of our comfort zone. I don't know about you, Nadine, but nothing that God has ever given me to do has been within my comfort zone. I've never yeah. been like, yeah, or, God. No, yeah. <laughs> or anyone Ooh. in the Bible for that matter. Right. 
Come on. If you read the stories, God didn't tell people to stay in their comfort zone and he's going to work in that area. He's always telling you to do something outside. It's his character. It's who he is. That's who he is. He, he, I mean, he, his vision is just, oh my gosh. And his vision for us is OMG too. So because God lives outside of our comfort zone, everything that we do is going to require us to walk by faith and not by what we see or how we feel. And so therefore faith is the core. It is the foundation. It's the shoes for the journey. It is, it's everything. It's everything because otherwise you wind up falling into the trap of going it alone, going it by yourself, thinking that your resume and your wheelhouse is going to be what gets it done. And no, God, God gives us the dreams and visions that he gives us because he wants to partner with us on it. Not to put a heavy burden on us or, you know, just kind of have us looking crazy and be, you know, working, grinding, all that. But no, he, he is every. Mm, that's good, God. Every dream, every vision that you've received from, uh, from God is an invitation to partner with him. Heaven literally wants to partner with you for miracles in the marketplace, for miracles in your household, for miracles yes. at your job. Yeah. Heaven literally wants to partner with you. God is not saying do this by yourself or on your own. He said, I want to put some super on your natural. Let's join forces like Wonder Twins and do this thing. That is an honor. That is an honor. Yeah. And so, yes, like I yeah. want to take the time to sit with him and, okay, God, what's your plan? Because if you're doing stuff with me, Oh my little old me. Oh my goodness. Right. So it's going to take faith. Otherwise we'll tell God no and miss out on the opportunity to partner with heaven. That's crazy as a run over dog. Who wants to do that? Yeah. So many good nuggets in that. Not going by what you see yes. and what you feel. We all yes. fall in that category sometimes and putting the super on the natural. Hello. <laughs> Put that super on the natural. Love it. So that is what the power of faith means to you. That is awesome. Now, this podcast is all about faith and business. So then I'm going to follow it up with the question of um, how would you define the power of business? Wow. Business has the power to, to, to set the trajectory of society, I believe. Um, especially those who are kingdom-minded, um, believers in business, we have the opportunity to set the trajectory of, of, of society because money talks. He who has the money makes uh, the decisions. They are like, they don't have to say a word, just lay some money on the table. There is um, a quote that I, that I love. If you have a problem that writing a check can solve, you don't have a problem. Okay. I mean, Write that check it, and the problem's it, gone. It disappears. It poof, it's gone, right? And so how many how many problems do we see in the world as believers, right? And so we're asking God, you know, God fix it. God do it. Jesus take the wheel. You know, all that good stuff. And God, remember the idea I gave you 3 years ago? That was for that. Right? Okay. Remember that thing I mentioned you know, five days ago is for that right there. Right. Right. So, so us as kingdom business owners, he has given us 
in our hands the opportunity, like what we need in order to, to have the resources and the money to be able to change the conversation in society and therefore turn it back toward him. Yeah, I love that. Change the trajectory in society. Yes. Awesome. Good yes. stuff, good stuff. Ebony, so many golden nuggets that you dropped on us in this episode. So yes, if yeah. anyone is interested in learning more about you or how they can work with you, what would be the best way that they can do that? Well, if if the conversation about unbecoming resonated with you and you were kind of like me and you are a believer, but you have gone to the world in order to find out what to do. You have allowed a coach or coaches or, you know, all the things instead of God, the entrepreneur to direct what you do. And you get a sense that Holy Spirit is asking you or inviting you to do something different. Here's the thing. There is no coach, no guru, no teacher, no parent, no pastor who can tell you who you be. And everything that flows out into the marketplace should be a result of who you be, not who you're trying to become. So if that resonates with you, then I'm going to invite you to go to yourunbecoming.com because we have put something together, God and I, me and God, put something together for you in order. It is a business detox. It is a series of God encounters that will take you back to the place of being instead of becoming. So yourunbecoming.com is where you go. All other roads, ebonytrust.com. Awesome. Go to yourunbecoming.com and Ebony Trust on social media to check more out of what she has to offer and how she can help you on this journey. Thank you so much, Ebony, for being on the podcast. We appreciate you and we appreciate your golden nuggets. Thanks for being with us today. Thank you, Nadine. Thank you for listening to the Women Faith Plus Business Podcast. I hope this episode has been insightful and inspirational. Wherever you're listening, be sure to subscribe to get the next episodes or go to womenfaithandbusiness.com to join our email list. Plus, if you would like to discover three powerful ways to attract your ideal clients so you can make the impact, influence, and income you were born to make, be sure to text POWERFUL to 31996.